Hey guys, this is Spartacus here, and welcome to the very first podcast here on the channel with my friend Tristan and I. This is something that him and I have actually been discussing for a while because we think it'll just be really fun just to talk about like whatever we want and let you guys hear in on our conversations. Uh, nothing too seriously about podcast like this podcast. Like it, there really isn't much to to it. Like as in terms of like how serious and what things we're going to be talking about. It's really just going to be whatever comes to our mind and this is pretty much Tristan's first time really making an appearance here on my channel so I'll like let Tristan take the floor here and have him introduce himself yeah first things first shout out to all the day one fans of this podcast you were here when no one else was <laughs> thank you for doing this with me Spartacus oh, him and I, for, all, for all of you viewers there that don't know him and I have grown up together went to elementary middle and high school together played sports together and I've been watching his channel since like 2013 whenever it was first around yeah literally Tristan is I would consider like my number one fan like I don't seriously know anyone else who watches all of my videos but you <laughs> like I, I I don't even know like uh, like honestly it means a lot to me especially uh, if you compare it to like all my other friends I know in person and they know about my channel, but they don't watch my videos like you're the one who actually watches my videos And so I really appreciate it. I've made love with your videos in the background. Oh, wow That is a great way to start this podcast. Okay. Well, that's gonna end it here. You guys know I'm kidding uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, so if you guys are wondering so the podcast is actually called the landing This is actually quite uh, not, It's actually not really that interesting of a story basically where I I got the idea or where we technically got the idea of having this podcast be called the landing is because it was the name of essentially our locker room we had for football when we played in high school. That is basically the locker room and of like our football team that we had in high school. And it's still there to this day. And it's like, it's like basically its own separate little building. Um, and so that's kind of where we got the idea for the name of this podcast. I just thought it'd be, I think it is a pretty good name. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Like there's, so many other names we came up with that were honestly you came up with some real hilarious names when we were Thank kind of you. discussing it but the landing i think is a a pretty good name that i think is really iconic especially for uh alumni at our school who played football but um absolutely yeah. and for the people who don't know like it, it's just whenever you try to picture the landing it's like it's literally like a little hut like you, you just walk in and it's just this little building that was basically our locker room it's just this like tiny like one bedroom house almost if you will yeah, and it's funny because recently, I guess, what is it? We're in December now, so two months ago, I, it, what's funny is I played in this alumni game that the school presented for basically, obviously, our alumni, you can go ahead and play in the football game, and that was technically their homecoming game. Like, they didn't actually have a homecoming game with their actual football team playing another team. They had the alumni team just basically go up against another alumni team. It was just alumni versus alumni, and that was their homecoming game, and I played in it which is really fitting considering my senior year of high school actually our senior year of high school we didn't have a homecoming game so <laughs> it, i don't know i i find it really fitting that to go back and four years later play at my old high school it was weird remaster it yeah yeah, yeah. and uh literally and i guess a good way of like looking at it well actually that's not what i'm trying to say i guess what i'm trying to say is like it was um in case you're wondering, it was uh, flag football. It wasn't like we wore pads or anything, which is actually, actually I think it would be really fun to wear pads and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it, we, it, was, it was flag football, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. It was pissing rain, though. Um, and so, but yeah, anyway. So, yeah, that's the origin of our podcast. The might as well get that out of the way in the very first uh, episode here, which uh, I, one thing I guess I should bring up really quickly is we do want to have guests on here. Uh, we're probably just going to start small, obviously, and choose people who we've known about for a while, like just not necessarily like close friends of ours. We probably have close friends on here, but um, we're, pro we're probably going to reach out to people that who are more associates to us growing up rather than close friends and so i don't know stay tuned for that we'll have to see how that goes out later in the future um, yeah i'm gonna have to cut you off really quick there spartacus because and for everyone that doesn't know he doesn't know about this either i actually did get a guest his name is alan but for our ident for his the sake of his identity we're just gonna change his last name uh so this is uh, alan didier my first question with him is uh what did you think of uh, spartacus recently talking about his uh life changes and how he just got a full-time job at a job that he's worked so hard to get into considering he went to college for four years. 
Oh, wow. I am going to make sure that you never work where you want to. Hey, Alan, listen, listen, listen. Okay, we just started this podcast. We can't have any of this negativity on here. Okay, we, we I don't even know if we can swear yet. I am so upset with you. We have to get into that later, yeah. but we just we can't have you on this already. We can't deal with this negativity. We're just starting. Okay, we're trying really hard. We have no idea what we're doing, especially me. So we're just going to already have to kick you off. I think this is the quickest guest in podcast history. So we're just going to have to see you later. Wow. How incredible. He's goodbye. Okay. <laughs> see you later. All right. Well. And then uh, quick question. So how can we swear on this? Like, is there like a certain amount of time that we have to be clean until we actually can? <laughs> you know, I actually, I actually oh, have oh, no idea what the rules are for that. You know, I guess, you know, I might do a live Google search here, actually moving this over to the other tab. Um, so uh, how long do you wait? Well, how should I word this? How long do yeah do you have can to? Can you say the f word on podcasts? Can I'll just say it. Can you swear on podcasts? If you're if you're aiming wait what if you're aiming your show towards adults and you want and you want it to be edgy and a little bit rude that's totally fine there are plenty of shows out there littered with swear words that are what I don't know <laughs> how can yeah, you yeah I mean this is our first podcast so I don't think we're well that's certainly yeah I'm just cur- I'm just curious about it. not no not so much the demonetization but so much of it like is it gonna get taken off because I mean you're the you're the one who with the YouTube channel. I have no idea how it even works. Well, yeah, the, all the uh, links that are popping up, it's like, should you use profanity in your podcast? I don't think there's any, like, restrictions or not. Because, like, the thing is, if I'm uploading this to YouTube, it's just, I feel like YouTube's just going to treat it as, like, a normal video. And if that's the case, you know, I swear in my normal videos all the time, so I don't think it would matter if we did in here. Mm-hmm. But, but, I, but uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not really sure exactly how how it goes, but uh, I mean, we'll try and keep as clean as possible. We probably won't say anything like too too disturbing. I hope, <laughs> but <laughs> I sure hope so. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, podcasting. You know, I, actually, I'll have to ask you, Tristan. Like, how long have you? I know you listen to podcasts quite a bit, especially at your job. Like, when did you actually start listening to podcasts? It's a good question because I remember. So for people. People who don't know, I, I work for, I basically do utilities in our county, and I just go and I read uh, the electric meters of houses, and since I have my own route, I read all the houses in that area, and it takes me about a month after that, I just start from the beginning and just do it again, so it's a very repetitive job, but since I'm working by myself, you know, you can have those, you can have earbuds in, and then I, I always listen to music, and then because some of my coworkers talked about podcasts they listen to, then I really started to get into it about a year and a half ago. It's that kind of thing. You know, it's nice. It's nice to podcast because, I mean, as a listener, you can listen to two people. Sometimes, however many people are on there, all have a conversation about something, and it could be whatever it is, whatever you're interested in. And you can sit there and listen to them without not necessarily getting judged for your opinion, but you can form your own opinion without being a part of the discussion. You know, you can take mm. in all the every everything that everybody's saying and form your own opinion about it. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, I never even thought of it like that, actually. Um, But, you know, I think I started podcasts around the same time. It wasn't really until just this last summer, I really started listening to podcasts. Uh, Like, I only listened to, there's only two of them that I listened to. And that's uh, the Courage and Age Hot show and uh, Joe Rogan. But what's funny, when I started listening to Joe Rogan, I purposely wanted to, like, start from the beginning. And he has, like, so many episodes, like, oh, like, 1700, maybe. I, I don't know how how many he has but i actually started his podcast like when he very first started which is years ago and it was like so crazy listening to some of the things they were talking about because i'll be like oh yeah i remember that happening back then um but yeah it's just kind of like podcasting uh, I can make the time go by really fast, especially if you're at a job, like a full-time job. It'll just make your work day go by really fast and you won't even think about it. And that's the main reason why I started listening to podcasts uh, because I was doing it as a temporary painter. I was a painter for the summer. And honestly, it made the day go by so fast. Like I was able to get my job done like just as quickly while still listening to it because I never really had people like need me for anything. I was on my own. I was pretty much independent doing my own work. And so, uh, yeah, I didn't need to like listen for anything. I don't know. And, and it was just really entertaining like listening to all these different conversations while I'm doing something other job because if I didn't have 
like a pod. Like if I didn't start listening to podcasts, I normally would just listen to music, which is what I originally did. But then I, I'm just like, oh, I'm just listening to like my same songs over and over. And I try to listen to different music and it's like, I don't know who else to like listen to. So that's when I looked at podcasting. Cause I'm like, well, you know, it's not music. I could probably get a listen to like, maybe hear some different things and conversations. I don't know. That's just how I got into it. I don't want to go on too long about it. But, uh, yeah, honestly, I was, I, I really started to see why people like listening to podcasts. But when I'm at home, I will say this when I'm at home, I don't really do it. Like maybe when I'm going to bed at night, I'll listen to a podcast, but that's that's it i i don't know what about you like do you listen to podcasts on home tristan oh yeah i listen to quite a bit i mean when it comes to work i, I have like my own routine so i listen to pardon my take every monday wednesday and friday those that's just a sports podcast and that one's a lot of fun i try to take i guess inspiration from it in a way just because uh, like in big cat pft all the guys on there they just sound comfortable like it's just dudes all hanging out talking about sports and life and whatnot and so I listen to those Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then my I'd say my number one podcast though is Your Mom's House with Tom Segura and Christina P. Tom Segura is one of my favorite. He's probably my favorite uh, comedian out there, and I listen to Two Bears One Cave every Monday with him in a uh, Kreischer, and I also listen to Tuesdays with Stories with uh, Mark Norman and Joe List. And I listen to the Josh Potter Show every Tuesday, and those are all comedians, and that's the cool thing too. Like you can watch someone on stage and they can be really funny and you know that's that's their job that's something that they practice right. and perfect and it, but i have a lot of respect for comedians like tom segura um mark norman and then uh josh potter and all the guys i just listed and you listen to them have conversations and they're still funny like that you can listen to people in their just their own casual conversations and they can be hilarious and then you mm. realize okay they're not just they're not just funny on stage like they're obviously they're saying things to get people drawn in in a way they're talking about funny stories and stuff like that but that's the thing you can listen to them and they're quick-witted about things and you can realize okay they're not just funny on stage they're funny off stage like they're just funny people all around and it, it really makes me respect their art and respect how good they are just as comedians as a whole yeah actually you know that's a really good point i think what made them really good comedians in the first place is that they're just funny people and i think that really is what like set their career for that for that part of them anyway but uh talking about tom segura actually uh do you know when he started doing his own podcast because uh i because it's kind of funny because like uh, when I started watching Joe Rogan's podcast, you know, he actually, because he's friends with Tom Segura. And even back when he, when uh, Joe Rogan first started, Tom Segura, um, he, I, he wasn't doing podcasts though. And so like, this was kind of way before podcasts even were a thing really. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. So do you know when Tom Segura started like his podcasts for those two different um, ones? I know your mom's house started in 2010 because I remember a couple of years ago they were talking about how they've been doing it for a decade. So they started in 2010, so it's 12 years ago. Then, mm. um, yeah, so the, yeah, so they've been doing it for quite a while. Then I don't even know how long Joe Rogan's been doing it. And same thing with Two Bears One Cave. I know that they're, uh, I they they're a little over like a hundred something episodes in that, and they do one once a week. So it's it's definitely been a couple of years. And that's a cool thing too like with them is like i really liked how they did the whole like they do live shows every like couple months or so and you have to pay 10 bucks to watch it but they can basically show and talk uh, all the uncensored stuff that they're not able to show and uh like on youtube and stuff like that because you know just how they are and but like, i had a lot of respect for them doing that because they did that whenever the pandemic started so since they couldn't go up and do specials and actual stand up and go on tour because of all the uh regulations and stuff like that uh they're able to do live shows and ever someone can pay 10 bucks and watch it and that was a really good way for people who were just stuck inside all day to watch something new and at least experience some sort of comedy and at least at least a an escape from what everyone was dealing with just staying at home during the pandemic because i mean I, I think we can all agree that, that was just not a fun time for any of us i mean it was cool mm-hmm. whenever we were able to just, I, it was nice for the first week or two because you're like okay sweet i can just hang out and play video games just like in the yeah. in, in uh on summer break whenever we were back when we were in school it was like simpler times for, for a week and then you start looking into it because i mean so much shit was going on sorry uh no i don't i don't think no i think it'll be fine like if i swear my 
my videos and I'm not demonetized, I think you'll be fine on this. And it was actually funny because YouTube, I noticed, just started doing this thing where when I upload a video, when I get to the monetization, or no, like when I press, when I say have monetization turned on, a new tab pops up and it's like, has this list of different things of like, oh, how violent is your video? Like how much like cursing or whatever do you do in the video? Like, like, is there sexual content in it? And like, you have to like choose like how much of it is. And then you like have to submit the monetization rating. And that might be like some sort of thing where they're trying to like not make it where you don't get as much revenue. That's what I think it is. Yeah. I don't actually have no idea. I haven't really looked into it. Uh, I probably should though. Um, but that's something that recently popped up. But yeah, I haven't been demonetized. You know, it's actually funny. I have, I don't think I have any of my videos demonetized. You know, I can check right now. It'll take me like a second, but uh, no, none of my videos I'm pretty sure are demonetized. Like if I go to copyright, does anything pop up? Nope, nothing like so. I've never, I've never had some sort of copyright claim since I've monetized my videos. Like, uh, well, knock on wood right now, but um, yeah. it's yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Why do we yeah, yeah, we're we talking about pandemic. pandemic. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it just yeah, it was really cool for the first week or two, at least for me, just because I was able to sit home and play video games. And I know, like, I know, like everyone here knows you as the COD guy. And I mean, I, I I dip into COD every single year, but I don't know near as much about it as you do. But um, yeah, because I know you you don't like Modern Warfare 2019, and that was the new one that was out. I mean, it wasn't new by the time the pandemic started. It was the most current COD. No, but time Warzone just came out. Warzone actually yeah, just came out. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I didn't, I, I didn't get into that a whole lot at first initially, but I played Modern Warfare 2019 like nonstop for the first couple of weeks, and after that, I just started. Just everything was boring, just because you're like, okay, this is, you know, because I, I looked at it as a vacation for this first week mm -hmm. or so. But then next thing you know, you know, no one knew how long we were gonna be stuck at home, and I, I was stuck at home for two months. And then I, eventually, I was just happy to go back to work. And then even then, that was a good big opportunity for me to listen to podcasts and stuff like that and like just in the background like i have podcasts on as soon as i get home from work and i'll have them in the background as i'm like making food or doing whatever it's mm. just nice because it's just it's just background music and if it's something that really intrigues you you're able to at least catch it while you're doing something else and you're able to multitask yeah, yeah, that's totally true. One thing I remember the start of the pandemic, I was over at in college still, but yeah, I had to come back basically for spring break, and I guess I was gonna do it anyway. But I instead of like just coming back back home for spring break, I stayed home for spring break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, I think it was the same thing. You know, I like I just did classes online. It was pretty easy for me to like. I don't know. It was already easy for me to manage my time and just like never leave my room essentially and play video games all the time and make videos. Like during that time, I believe, or no, I don't know if it was during that time. Maybe it was like during winter break before the pandemic or something that I had some videos that went off. I think it was actually during winter break or something, but, um, yeah, what a crazy time, uh, I don't know that like it's obviously died down a lot like you could basically like it seems like society is a little bit more normal obviously there's still a lot of political issues and disagreements going on with everybody but like for the most part you can still go into a restaurant and eat and sit down you can still go to like a theme park now like the, like the restrictions there's like not as many restrictions like the only restrictions is like oh you have to be vaccinated to get in or you have to uh, wear a mask but that's like it you know it's not there's no restrictions as if like businesses are closed down business it seems like every business is like open i don't know that's just how i see it right now yeah it is nice having businesses open to agree to a degree and you talking about restaurants is a perfect segue into today, into today's sponsor the lonesome bear cafe if you don't feel like being lonesome, don't fucking go there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just a heads up, you guys, uh, we're gonna be getting a lot of sponsors throughout every single uh, episode. But no, no, if I if I'm gonna be serious here, we these podcast you know, these podcasts these sponsorships we do in these podcasts they're not actually legit. Kind <laughs> of I'm just gonna put that out there right off the bat. Uh, these it's just for fun. Like if I ever do get an actual sponsorship i'll definitely let you guys know but uh yeah these these sponsorships we're going to be doing uh within these podcasts yeah they're just going to be budget jokes and mostly inside jokes like i'm sure you guys who are subscribed to my channel who've like just found me on youtube like you don't actually know who i am in person then we're going to have a lot of inside jokes you guys probably will not understand and some we will probably will end up like kind of clarifying like like what the why it's an inside joke and stuff like that but <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Like, like where we come from uh there's just I don't know what you would call it. It's like there's so many different things that is just like entertaining to look back on. I don't Absolutely. Know. Like there's then, so many. And then the thing with with uh, where we grew up too, because like no matter where you go, there's always going to be 
like diverse friend groups. There's going to be people all over this when it comes to personality. And with our school, our graduating class had 33 people in it. So we grew up in a tiny town. I know there's towns that are even tinier than that, but that's whenever there was someone around, like everyone at least had an idea of who they were. And this is the first episode, and this is something we talk about a lot. I feel like we have to get into the legend of YMG, Young McGrath himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so for, for people that don't know, he uh, he is an upcoming rapper. Uh, he was around, I believe, in first grade for us, and then he was around like third, fourth, fifth grade. Then he was he was around for a little bit, then he would move because I believe some like I think his parents split up, something like that. And he would come back. And the thing is with him, I mean, he didn't start getting into rapping, I guess, till middle or high school. But he was always a pathological liar, if that's the right term. He was always lying about stuff. He would say, oh, yeah, he, he got this for Christmas. He'd get this for Christmas. And he'd like, oh, man, you should bring it to school. You should bring it to school. He's like, And then every day he'd be like, oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Like, he'd always just lie about stuff. He would crap about people, like, about people behind their back. He just always lied about stuff. And he always thought he was the shit. And then eventually he ended up dropping out of school. And yeah, then pretty early on started, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like and then he started to pursue a rap career. And like anybody else, whenever they first start, chances are their music's horrible. And you know, on paper you're like, okay, someone's wanting to pursue a, a career in music. You know, like immediately, like you want to support them in a way. Like okay. You know, I I wish you the best and stuff like that. But because of how much of a liar he was, which is gonna come in handy even more later on. Mm. But so yeah, so I mean, he was just a liar, and he was just like he was never in a very good crowd, and yeah, he was just not the best dude all around. <laughs> and then eventually got into a rap career. His music was horrible, and then he would make different Facebooks, not because not like to like promote his music and stuff like that was, but because he kept forgetting his passwords. That's what we think. I mean, that, it, just, it, just, it just seems like it. it just, that's what it seems like. Anyway. How do you make six Facebook accounts? Yeah, and it's same with YouTube as well. He has a bunch of because like, he uploads his music on YouTube, and uh, he, he has a bunch of different ones. It's so hard to keep track of like which channel he's like back on. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's just then, weird. And I still have screenshots from a couple of years ago on Facebook. Like, he he posts selfies of himself, and he posts like basically all these thirst trap memes about how he wants a like a baby mama and mind you he has a kid that at least from all, all the stuff that we've been able to tell that he, he's not a part of the kid's life and then he's like he's always looking around for a girlfriend he's always like he's basically just thirst trapping everywhere and he's posting the cringiest stuff on facebook whether it's <clears throat> a cringy meme about like a booty call at 3 a.m or just like stuff that's like super he treats Facebook like it's Twitter. Like that's exactly yeah, how he uses yeah. it. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. But yeah, he just he posts stuff that you read it and you're like, no, dude, like I have family on here, man. Like you can't post that stuff on here. And <laughs> and then a couple of years ago he posted a selfie of himself and then he put in quotes like keep up the work. Like you remind me of when I was your age. Push yourself and your dreams can become a reality. And then he says, Thanks, big homie, and then he tags Eminem, Marshall Mathers himself, <laughs> and says that he was getting signed onto Shady Records. And then of course a couple people were commenting on it, dude, you're full of shit. Then like his posse, like his like other dropout friends who act like he's the greatest rapper alive mm-hmm. when in reality they're just following him around because they're lazy and if he makes money chances are they're they're gonna uh, get some money back too and they're just like they're like arguing with all the people saying that he uh, wasn't uh actually talking to eminem and then they edited his uh shady records which is eminem's uh, record label his mm-hmm. uh they edited the wikipedia of the list of members and they put young mcgrath yeah, or upcoming, yeah, upcoming yeah. rapper young mcgrath <laughs> And then people screenshotted that and posted that. Like, did you fucking put this in here? And, and then, of course, like you refresh the page and it's gone because usually with stu- stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there's, there's people who always, who are like on Wikipedia constantly trying to update it. Like, uh, right. And so, like, obviously, you know, people were able to fact check. They went onto Wikipedia and they're like, "Yeah, your name's not on here, dude. Like, you don't lie to us." And, like, it, it just it it became a really weird situation. That's that was actually the point where I realized that uh, Young McGrath was actually. 
he he has basically a pathological liar. But I was gonna because I know you've been kind of talking a while, Tristan, which is good. I love I love hearing you talk. But <laughs> like you, one thing you mentioned was how back I think you said in like elementary school he said he got all these gifts and he was gonna show them off, but he never did. I actually never knew about that. That is something I did not know about him because I back because I never really talked to him back in like elementary school. I never, in general, I just never really talked to him in general. I just knew who kind of who he was. But uh, when you mentioned that, I, I guess that makes a lot of sense why he, he tries to lie about certain things to make him look better than he actually is. Mm -hmm. um, like he'd say like his dad was getting a check for like uh, an absurd amount of money. It was like tens of thousands of dollars. He'd say that. He's like, oh, I'm getting that. So I'm going to go to the pawn shop and get the newest guitar they have. And then like he would always like, he would always like, he was always into music. And then I was too, like him and I were friends for like a couple of years when we were younger and i'd hang out with him and yeah he, he like, we were always like into music and try making songs and like being like eight or nine obviously it wasn't anything good but i mean i played guitar and that was the thing i was really into and we'd sit there and like try to play music and he said he played bass and he's like oh in storage i got all this different stuff for recording and stuff like that and he never brought it to his place and all this other stuff and yeah and the next thing you know yeah then he then he said uh even before the eminem thing like it was about our junior year of high school. So this is about 2015, he early 2016. Uh, he posted on, and and also he was already dropped out by then. He moved to Spokane, and he was uh, texting. He would put on his uh, Facebook about how he had a song coming out with Rick Ross, mm. and then uh, and he say, said he had a song coming out with Tech Nine, and then he said he had a song coming out with Lil Yachty, and he posted this little like clip of like this hook that's supposed to be yachty but it doesn't even sound like it's him and then he put then he put like on the on the uh clip itself he's like if you guys don't believe me that's your fault like <laughs> you know like it, it, you know it, it is uh, no well, my, here's <laughs> my thing like, it, if he wanted to really prove his point saying that he was working with them he there there's no chance in hell he would not have taken a picture with them and you would mm -hmm. definitely have shared that to like prove like yeah you're maybe doing something with them you know, uh, and I know recently he's uh, been trying to find other rappers like himself and he wants to do collaborations which actually is a good idea like if you really want to make yourself grow then collaborations is the perfect way to actually go for it so I appreciate him trying to do it uh, but I don't know like how many if he I, I don't know it sounds like he's doing a couple collaborations right now I know he's hyping up some new music anyway <laughs> but uh, yeah. but you know here's my thing. I I really like I, I'm not really into like the kind of music he he's makes like that's not the kind of music I really listen to if I'm being completely honest with you so but I don't think it's terrible like and if you compare especially what he's doing now to like when he first started it's like he definitely has improved a lot in quality at least when it comes to the different um, I don't know what you'd call it the I keep I want to say soundtrack but what what's it like so we have the lyrics and then what's the other the part instrumental, the instrumental like the idea yeah, the beats there you go like the instrumental, yeah, the instrumental. or the beats part yeah. he's definitely it seems like that has gone to like much better quality um, yeah. but he, his his type of rap is is pretty much the same and I actually I give him a little bit of props for trying to do rap because instead of like R&B because uh, it's not it's not something that's really trending anymore uh, at least rap anyway I, I feel like it's really gone downhill I, a female rap seems like it's it's turning up but uh, i guess you call it female rappers like is cardi b like what was is what is cardi b considered is she a female rapper like, yeah that's definitely a rap is she you know what i'm gonna what, what does it say when i look up cardi b on google does it say rapper uh it probably does yeah, I, I think it does yeah. being someone who's religiously into rap like uh like especially oh, like melodic yeah. rap psychedelic travel stuff like all that kind of stuff like comparing him to other people that are like still like on the rise like he I, I'm just gonna say it straight up. I, th I think he's horrible. I mean, he has improved a lot over the like just when it comes to his pen game. And he went to prison a couple years ago. And then ever since he's came, coincidentally, his music has been a little better. Not saying that had anything to do with it, but I've just noticed ever since then his uh, his uh, lyrics have gotten a little more meaningful. As mm -hmm. silly as it sounds, which I mean, com comparing it to how it used to be, that isn't really saying much. But his music definitely has gotten better. I mean, considering he's been making music for 
was it eight seven seven eight years i mean you would sure hope it at least get a little bit better but yeah i mean the mm -hmm. beats of his instrumental choice has gotten a little better but i mean i seriously seriously doubt he's producing those beats i'm sure and then yeah i remember he he had a song with one of his ex-girlfriends that was on youtube and it says produced by metro boom who is one of the biggest rap producers out there <laughs> and then he and then you listen to the beat and it's so bad like it's an insult even putting metro's name on there oh my god <laughs> i was i it pissed me off so that that upset me more than lying about any of the other features because i mean you're just straight up disrespecting all of them yeah yeah that's very true and i know he goes to some studio i mean i think i mean i can't can anybody go to a studio as long as you pay like yeah mm -hmm. yeah so i guess i don't know what studio he goes to like i i, I know nothing about making music um but uh uh, yeah, I think I could definitely see him not providing the beats, but I mean, obviously the lyrics, I think the lyrics are definitely his own words. Um, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I mean, you know, we're, we live in an age where like, you know, pursuing some sort of career that r basically requires you to become famous, whether that's basically me being a YouTuber or him becoming a rapper in music, you know, like there's so many people doing the same thing oh, yeah. and it's all, and I honestly, it really comes down to luck because it, it really comes down to luck. Like who is going, who's going to be the one to basically make something about yourself become trending. So that way people, the word gets out and they know about you. Like it really just takes like for him, if he's going to be in music, it really just takes one thing for him to get noticed. And yeah. I, I, that's really, and it could be either be a song that people enjoy, but like, here's the thing. Will he become like, if he ever does get like a huge amount of attention and quote unquote famous, like, is it going to be because of his, a song that's really good? Or is it going to be the opposite where a song that's yeah. really bad and becomes like a meme or something? That's like, exactly what I was going to say. But I mean, he's probably going to look at it as uh, any notoriety or publicity is good publicity so i mean he's gonna look at that and totally embrace it but i mean i i feel like he's a lot more it's a lot more likely for him to get memed versus getting praised you know and i mean and, and considering like i also like it just it hurts to listen to it just like i said because i mean like i know you don't listen to rap a whole lot but i mean i'm on the other end i listen to it all the time and I've, it's the fastest growing genre there is really over especially over the past like decade or two and there's so many talented rappers out there you know like travis scott kid cuddy kanye you name it and you just listen to this guy's music and he's like i feel like he's like trying to use the uh like he's had i mean he has had a hard life when you, when you think about his situation and stuff like that and i feel for him and a piece of me feels guilty for ripping him because of that stuff like at the same time you know that's not a reason for you to be a liar and do all the things that you've done when it comes to any of that you know it's just like it, it's just it's just straight up cringy and it's hard to support him whenever he's just lying to everybody and he's talking to us like we're stupid i mean it could be much worse he could have never left our hometown like no, that's true. That's uh, he did true. He, he did have the guts to leave. i mean he's still in the same state though but like uh, yeah so and he was able to meet new people i mean good for him but you know i, I they're all the, the kind of the same i mean i, I don't want to say they're white trash um but <laughs> oh, yeah. like, YMG is white. He's as white as we are. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I I don't know if that's the right term to use, but <laughs> um, but like, it, I I don't know. I guess I I don't really know how to describe it. It's it, it you know here's yeah like like I said you know is his music either gonna go gonna pop off or is it gonna be is it gonna get ridiculed for it? But I guess for him you know or I guess for most people you know any publicity is good publicity. And I actually wonder the same thing about myself, about my YouTube channel, you know, uh, I, I will admit, like, I would love to make it to where my channel can actually become something and make it much bigger than what it is. Of course, I want that so badly, but I am very, I'm a very, very realistic person. And that could be the reason why I don't have as many friends. Um, but I know that, you know, being a hotshot YouTuber is really unrealistic. Like Ninja, there is no way I will ever become the next Ninja. PewDiePie 
by the no one well no one no one can become pewdiepie no, no. one will ever take us maybe mr beast he's kind of like kind of going up there but uh like there <laughs> i definitely wonder like if i ever be, get some sort of form of popularity or if i start becoming well known is it going to be because the people like what i'm doing or is it because i'm going to become a meme like that i really do wonder that <laughs> so i guess only time will tell but i guess the more you put yourself out there you you won't know until you actually do that and yeah uh, but uh, anyway yeah i just kind of like comparing to ymg to myself a little bit just because we yeah. are both <laughs> just i mean because guys are we're on the same spectrum <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i guess so like we i guess we kind of are because but like <laughs> yeah because like we're just doing things we're really passionate about and we're putting a lot of effort into it and of course we want to like make a profit out of it essentially um mm-hmm. but uh you know like it's like i said already it requires a lot of luck especially youtube youtube requires a lot of luck it to be recognized and especially since i make call of duty videos like that's nothing new like with the videos i make is like literally nothing new to compare to anybody else so that's one thing i'm really been trying to focus on is try and find that niche or niche i think it's niche i, I always call it niche for some reason but that niche to where that really makes me stand out and i then that's going to be the, the key thing that will like make you gain in popularity is being so widely different and enjoyable compared to someone else in the same type of area that you're trying to like work in so um anyway i don't know that's just how i look at things i i definitely look at everything at a realistic approach and uh just i that's just how i live my life honestly yeah that makes total sense and then like the thing is like with YMG, he only, which YMG also stands for Young Money Gangsta. It used to stand for Young McGrath because that's his last name, but he changed it to YMG, Young Money Gangsta on YouTube. And the thing that grinds my gears about how he promotes his work is he does it all on Facebook, which is full of middle-aged Karens who don't listen to that kind of music. You know, you got to have mm-hmm. a TikTok, you got to have a Twitter, you got to have an Instagram, you got to have every social media platform to push out your music. And that's the thing I respect about, I've always respected about you with your channel. I mean, like with your Twitter, I mean, you, you're, you're posting stuff on there, you're retweeting stuff from other content creators and you're replying to their stuff. You know, you're, you're soaking in all the info you can, and, but you're also, you're using it as an influence, but you're, you're, but you're not straight up copying them, you know? And then you also, you know, you, you, you've uh, promoted all your stuff on different social media platforms. And he just did it on Facebook, which is arguably the worst one to do it on, considering who his audience is. And he's just—he's really not playing to—he's not—he's really not playing to his crowd whenever he's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes no sense to me because that's the only social media platform that he uses. Yeah, and yeah, like literally, like like I mentioned a lot earlier, he treats Facebook as if it's Twitter. Like the type of posts he puts out look like tweets. And the the shared posts he has are more like retweets. Like I, I just, I totally, he just needs to move over to Twitter. Like Twitter would yeah. be the perfect platform for him. Like no joke, because uh, Twitter, the thing is like, if he, cause he, he literally posts multiple times on Facebook, like all the time. And oh, yeah. if he were to oh, keep yeah. posting on Twitter constantly, you know, he might be able to gain some traction on there and find, and people are going to find his tweets that have been recommended to them randomly. And that's how he's going to be able to get into the system and promote his material more and so i i don't know why he doesn't switch to it maybe we should just tell him <laughs> but like, no, we gotta get him on the podcast he's our number one honestly i that. would not mind having him as a guest on here like i really would like to see because i never really talked to him like i've never really talked to him knowing him like growing up with i, I didn't really grow up with him but knowing about him my whole life like i don't so it'd be kind of interesting to see uh uh having him on this podcast assuming he accepts it uh but we'll have to see if he listens to this and how we're a little yeah. Bit judgmental yeah. of him. <laughs> but, uh, but honestly like so what we would have to do is because i'm gonna take a wild guess here and say he probably doesn't like me so we're gonna have to use a fake name for me and you know and then like the one thing that uh so i i kind of have made i've made multiple cameos in your videos for the people who've been listening for years mm-hmm. but one of them was with one of your montage videos and you played a it was basically a spoof of sicko mode but it yes, was a distract right. towards ymg uh, a couple buddies and i made that and 
Yeah, so I mean, if he's heard, I mean, he's, and I know for a fact he has heard that song. If you go on the video, there are two dislikes, and one of them is from him, and the other one's from his girl, his ex-girlfriend. So <laughs> they have they have both listened to it, and they both don't like it. So if we have him on here, he can't know, at least at initially. Like, we gotta, like, lure him in. So we'll say that I'm somebody else that maybe he'll at least not have a problem with, you know? Then eventually, I'll come out and say who I am, I'll, and then, you know, Chances are he's not going to have a good time with that. He'll probably leave. But you know what? Just saying that we have him on there, it's going to be amazing. You know, our, our first merch is going to have him on there. It's just, uh, it, we just we just got to do it. He's such a, it's just, it's so entertaining what he does and what he says. And it's cringy, but it's just nice because it isn't us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're able to always like have conversations about it like every week, essentially. Exactly. Um, exactly. Um, but yeah, that was a really good distract. I would obviously like to play it right now, but the thing is, yeah. when I put it on my other YouTube video, I got a copyright claim. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it was Travis Scott. Yeah. yeah, it has Travis. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, that was a good one. Look, I actually just looked your video up. You have 592 views on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so compared that... to everything else that is on that channel. I mean, I mean, I, I, I it's uh, my buddy Ike. He's the one who he pretty much produced it because, I mean, he's into all that stuff. He has a computer. He just copied the instrumental. He had a mic and everything. And my buddy Preston and I just... I just did everything that we wrote down on there for fun. And I also did the intro, but he also posts like he's posted like guitar videos and like he, he'll make like beats for fun and stuff like that. And, everybody. and they get they get a couple hundred views, which I mean, for people like us, I mean, that, that that's good. You know, mm-hmm. and he, he definitely puts time into his stuff. But yeah, I mean, then you look at Cedarbone that has like triple the amount of views that everything else does. <laughs> so, I mean, at least we put it on Facebook at the time and we got and we like at least put it out there, you know, and it's funny because I feel hypocritical now because the only place we posted it like YMG was on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But we're also not, we're not trying to pursue rap careers. It was just a distract towards YMG because of how much he was lying at the time. Yeah. <laughs> put him in his place. Yeah, and he that... never responded. Yeah. And uh, I if I'm not mistaken, you and Preston, you guys came up with that song during a blackout match, right? <laughs> yep. And I, I, I wrote like 95% of it in an, in an hour. Like we were just sitting there playing. We were playing blackout and, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, we were playing, yeah, we were playing that for like an hour or so. And then, yeah, we just started talking about it. Like, dude, we should actually do it. And then we just, we were just listening to, because at the time, you know, Astroworld came out in, in like I think it was August of 2018. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. And even though Sicko Mode got blown up because of memes and stuff like that, like at the time, you know, it was before it was blowing up, blowing up, and we were just listening to it all the time. And we were just listening to it, and that's what we just, we basically just copied the flows and everything of the entire song. We just put YMG's name in it. But yeah, we yeah, we made it playing Blackout, and like and looking back at it, you know, like Blackout was such a fun game. Mm-hmm. I just really like because I remember how excited I was whenever it first got announced. They were bringing back old maps, like Raid was on there, and there were a bunch of other ones, and it was just really cool that they brought back all the old, a lot of the old Black Ops maps that everybody loved, and put them all into one huge battle royal map. Oh yeah, Blackout was such a blessing, and there's a reason why I'm not a huge fan of Warzone because you, like, once you get your loadout, that's it. You don't need to go looting anymore, and that's not really how I look at battle royales. I kind of like look at battle royales as like a like not obviously it's last man standing, but it's like everyone's kind of like in this even playing field where you can drop wherever you want. You have like the same like you you basically start with nothing and you have to like get something to like try and survive, and uh, that's the point is surviving, and so that's why I kind of like blackout more more due to the rng and the weapons you found on the ground were the ones you had to stick with whereas warzone like obviously you use like the ground weapons for a little bit once you get your loadout you're not going to touch any more ground weapons you're just going to keep those guns and i feel like we're really spoiled with that but it's not to say that there warzone doesn't introduce some great things like for example the gulag i think it was a genius idea being able to get back into Absolutely. the match and winning and they actually changed it now to when you win the gulag you actually keep that weapon with you in the gulag to come back into the match um, which That's i think awesome. is really cool um and so uh but blackout uh that, that was one thing about blackout once you were dead you were dead you could not get revived and no one could go to the buy station and buy you back uh, which uh, i think kind of sucks especially for a call of duty game where you can die really fast um but blackout i really love the way the map what was laid out i love the, the the fighting and just the gameplay uh the gunfights i just think played really well for a battle royale game at least a first person shooter one anyway and it was so much fun playing it back then and it's unfortunate that a lot of my friends never 
never really played it so i, I mostly mm. just got solo wins <laughs> but uh yeah blackout if i you know the reason why blackout was it will never be as successful as warzone is because for one it's not free to play and mm-hmm. two it's not cross play and yep. that is what killed blackout and not to, yeah like having it behind like a 60 dollars paywall i think is a real big turnoff considering all these other battle royales were free to play but of course now we have warzone and they kind of learned their lesson there <laughs> Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, I believe, like, I think Warzone is a much better version of what Blackout could have been, especially when it comes to the crossplay and it being free. Like, overall, like, they fixed a lot of things in Warzone, and I believe overall it is a much better mode than Blackout, but Blackout also gives me a nostalgia factor, and I grew up more on the Treyarch games versus the Infinity Wars ones, Infinity Ward games with Modern Warfare and whatnot, don't get me wrong. Modern Warfare 2, even like COD Modern Warfare, like those are two of the greatest CODs of all time. I just grew up more on Black Ops 1, 2, and 3, and I liked the overall, uh, I liked Blackout a lot more because of that. And it, yeah, like I said, it also gave me a big nostalgia factor. Like I like the, uh, I like the map itself more in Blackout because of that. And then I like, like I said, I, like I said, I, you know, I wish Blackout could, if it was free, I think it would still be around and a lot more popular. It's just the fact that you had to buy Black Ops 4 with it, which was a big buzzkill for it. I remember playing the beta of it whenever it first came out, and I was really into it. I really liked Blackout. I, I think I'm going to reinstall Black Ops 4 after this, honestly. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I love Black Ops 4, dude. But yeah, I love the whole gulag in Warzone. Like, they fixed a lot of things in Warzone that were issues and complaints with Blackout, you know? And like, even though, like, but because I like the Black Ops games more, I do prefer Blackout. And that's the thing. I feel like Black Ops Four, all around, had so much potential. I mean, with Blackout mm-hmm. alone, you can make a, you can make a whole argument with Blackout. And, you know, because like at the time, you know, Fortnite, PUBG, those games were blowing up at the time. And then Call of Duty decided to jump in the battle royale uh, game and then made that. And it was just that that was a lot of fun to play. And then you know, with the multiplayer, I was really excited for it at the time. You know, everyone was talking about all the you know. It seemed like every single gun you had, like you could at least get a feel for it at first and become more used to it over time, which, I mean, at the same time, I felt like it was that with every other COD. But I remember when it first came out at E3, all the YouTubers were talking about it, like, that's the thing, like, each gun feels different. And in, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, no, no, no shit. That, that's how it works. <laughs> and then, but I remember, like, the more I played, you know, the more I started to realize, like, you know, it made a lot of sense. I remember, like, using the Maddox, or the Maddox, Maddox, yeah. yeah. Maddox. And I remember using, and, and that was the last assault rifle you'd get. I mean, you didn't get it until, what, like, level 55, I think? Maybe. Or, Something and like I remember playing that that gun had zero recoil, and I remember I, I I could use it for a certain amount of time and just get really used to it. And I was really it wasn't my personal favorite, but it was a gun that I got used to really quick, and it felt like anytime I was in a one on one with that gun. I was really confident in myself, and I really liked how they brought back the scar from Black Ops Two. That's my all-time favorite gun. Black Ops Two is also my all-time favorite COD, just because of the nostalgia factor and how many things they got right in that game. But I really liked how they brought back the scar. Like, what, what was it called? The Rampart Seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, Rampart. And, yeah, yeah. And I, I loved that gun too. And like, but the multiplayer maps, at least for me, were really underwhelming. And that's the thing with Black Ops Three. I was never a fan of the advanced movement. I, I, it was a big improvement compared to how it was in Advanced Warfare, because you just double tap A or X, whatever you were on, and you just propel forwardly fast. At least with Infinite Warfare and Black Ops Three, you could, it was like jetpack, and you could control how high you went up and down and whatnot. But I feel like for Black Ops 4, the multiplayer was like it, it's it's what Black Ops 3 could have been without the advanced movement because I like because you know it was a big deal at the time that like everyone was wondering is Black Ops 4 going to be boots on the ground? Is Black Ops 4 going to be boots on the ground? Mm-hmm. And it was, thank God. And but <laughs> I was so excited for the multiplayer and it just felt like a disappointment overall. And same thing with the zombies because they, they're not saying there weren't good maps on there. Okay, there were a lot of good maps, but like at, there were f- what four maps on launch. There was classified, mm-hmm. Blood of the Dead nine voyage and of uh voyage of despair yes did i did i already say blood of the dead yeah you use it a ball okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah so there are four of them yeah and there was just so much thrown at the same time and it was it was almost overwhelming at first but like on paper i was like oh my gosh you know they're and, and like you know blood of the dead was not bad it was just it just coming from somebody like i i definitely consider myself an amateur player i i don't i've never i've only beaten one easter egg my whole life and that was the final reich on world war ii only because they <laughs> gave you the tutorial video yeah they told you how to do there are the instructions in the top corner yeah yeah and but uh yeah so i mean i never really went in for easter eggs i just tried to play and unlock all the guns i could and level up however much i could and at least try to figure out the map in a way you know and 
I remember, yeah, I remember playing Blood of the Dead, and I was I was just so used to it being just like Mob of the Dead that I was I was disappointed. I was hoping for, and, and I knew because they said right away it was a Mob of the Dead remaster. It was like playing on the other side of the map, and you know it, it was a neat idea. Like I respect that they did it, but at the same time, you know, just coming from someone who doesn't put that much time into zombies and somebody who honestly just plays it for a nostalgia factor because it was a big part of my childhood. I was hoping it was just a remastered version of Bob of the Dead, but you know it definitely was not bad. And you know, and later on, you know, like I, I, I believe that Shadows of Evil, or no, no, I'm sorry, Ancient Evil, sorry. Yes. Uh, Ancient Evil is one of the best zombies maps. Oh God, it was by far the best zombies map in my opinion for mm -hmm. uh, Black Ops Four. That was and. I, and you know, that's another thing is like i think the biggest downfall with black ops for zombies actually there's two things for one Treyarch had to make black ops cold war like that was not supposed to be their game to make it was supposed to be sledgehammer games or some huge issue with that and I'll, i don't think too many people know about it but that was yeah and so Treyarch was really rushed to make black ops cold war which is why i think part of the reason zombies didn't become as well but i think i think they had a lot of big plans for zombies in black ops 4 like remember there were supposed to be factions but that never came to the game like, i remember that there was yeah. a dark ops challenge a dark ops calling card you could unlock that required you to reach like a certain level within season one of factions mode or something like that but mm -hmm. it, then they like literally at the end of the game's life cycle like right when like modern warfare came out they updated zom they updated the game to where that calling card no longer exists and they replace it with something else that you can get so it really showed that they completely scrapped the whole fractions idea even though they like announced it during the reveal that it was going to be a feature and it just never came and so i think that was a huge down that was one of the reasons why i think zombies went downhill really quickly for black ops 4 was because Treyarch did have to make black ops cold war but also the second reason why i think it failed is they were focusing on two different storylines that didn't connect to each other the, the chaos story mm -hmm. and the aether story and that was a huge mistake that on their threw part. me off too dude. uh because in case you guys don't know like there is two different storylines within black ops 4 zombies that if you're playing as like Richtoff and dempsey and all that that's the aether storyline if you're playing as oh god i don't even know like diego uh the scientist do the butcher guy scarlet yes and then yeah. there is the the dude who who kind of like was actually a bad guy or something but yeah the, the, that was the chaos story and there were separate storylines and they did not have any relation to each other whatsoever and, and so i think that was also a huge uh mistake that they went for because if they just focused on the aether storyline then i think it would have performed really well we probably wouldn't have had remaster like quote unquote remaster or reimagined maps for zombies like the uh call the dead and nuketown's zombies they basically brought those back within black ops 4 but expanded upon changed up a bunch or whatever but they were it was still the same location it wasn't like a brand new location we haven't seen before and also it didn't really help that the like intro and ending cutscenes weren't animated like they were with like blood of the dead or whatever like they made mm -hmm. it like comic book style instead of like the other type of animation um yeah. that was also like a real big turn off uh, and i think uh, i think they could have ended the aether storyline a lot better than they actually did but i think because they had the chaos story to also focus on it didn't go so well and that's the thing i thought the chaos story was really good like mm -hmm. i thought it was really interesting I, I i i used to be a huge greek or roman mythology type person so like percy jackson was like one of the books i used to read as a kid and yeah, so yeah. playing zombies and seeing it in that environment was like a huge uh, eye-opening for me and like really and i got and i really enjoyed that aspect of them trying to like combine zombies and greek mythology in it because uh medusa was in ancient evil um like that's how it yeah. ended off was medusa basically what did she do did she kill no she like i don't know if she killed scarlet or blinded her or whatever but then diego was still alive and the other two people that is it butcher i keep wanting to call him butcher i don't know if that's his name um him and uh the scientist dude uh those they became like I don't know. They became like they're part of that like writ like was it uh, that cult that with the gold yeah, yeah. masks. I can't. I can't. I don't know what they're called. I forgot. Yeah, the name. I don't. I I don't. Uh, yeah, honestly, I I don't. Uh, like I I played Ancient Evil. I played Alpha Omega, and I played the final map, the one with the buried crew. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Like I said, I didn't put a whole lot of time into Black Ops Four. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. Like I I knew of the Chaos story and whatnot. Obviously, you know, I played all. I played nine voyages I played most of the maps. I don't think I played them all though. And the thing with uh, the final map too with the buried crew, I, it just 
like I said, I never, I, I watched the final Easter egg, I watched the ending and stuff like that, and I watched how people reacted to it, but at the same time, you know, I, I honestly did not like that map, it just, it just left a weird taste in my mouth, and I'm wondering, like, I wonder if you think, because whenever Black Ops 4 got announced, and they had, like, the whole trailer thing at E3 or whatever, I remember they announced that this was going to be, uh, Jason Blundell's final game with, uh, mm -hmm. Treyarch, mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if you think that, with him leaving early, if that had anything to do with, I would say, I, I feel like the, the I mean, just besides Ancient Evil, I felt like the maps weren't that great. And I wonder if, I had never understood why they announced that that early, that he was going to be leaving. I was like, it just seems like, okay, like it leaves just such high expectations for that game because, okay, this is Jason Blundell's final game around. And, you know, everyone loved him for so many reasons in the zombies community. You know, he came in with, of the dead and that's one of the greatest maps ever and then he brought in origins my personal favorite and that's also considered one of the best ones of all time don't mm -hmm. get me wrong i mean like a lot of, you know a lot of people didn't like shino numa and then there were other maps like that but i mean like so many of his maps were great i mean because he made all the black ops 3 zombies maps and zombies wise that's the great that's the best call, in my opinion mm -hmm. and you know and yeah, and then I feel like that's why I like Black Ops 2 so much is because, you know, it started off with Transit, which I, the, the longer time goes on, the more I like Transit. But, I mean, I hated Transit whenever it was out. I, and I still don't think it's, like, uh, an S-tier map. But I remember seeing that, and, like, it was Jimmy Zielinski. He was the guy who made, like, all the World of War and the Black Ops 1 zombie maps. Uh, he made that one. And then uh, Die Rise and... I, Die Rise is like my least favorite <laughs> zombies of all, map of all time. Honestly, I loved the uh, Wonder Weapon and the Slicko Fire. Is that what it's mm -hmm, called? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved that Wonder Weapon. That Wonder Weapon was awesome. But I hated the whole how the whole concept of perks in that map because they would like one of them would pop up in the elevator and you'd never know which one it was going to uh, be. Yeah, and, 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 and then the elevator could go up or down. And you're not going to be able yeah. to get it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then, but and then. Uh, yeah, so then Die Rise came out, and then Jason Blundell comes out of nowhere with Mob of the Dead. And to this day, I still remember the first time I ever played that when I was 14. I remember playing that with one of my buddies, and he, he was showing me, you know, like, going into the afterlife and uh, shocking stuff and turning things on that way. And uh, I remember going down, and uh, I think it was to get the rope because you were getting all the parts to make the plane or whatever. I think it was the rope it's whenever you have to go down that thing and you have to shock those like you, there's like the code like you there's like the three digit code whenever yeah, you go I, down I that. and then you have to shock those three not generators whatever you want those vaults whatever you want to call them you yeah. shock them to whatever number they give you and then you yeah i remember seeing that and going what the heck is this this isn't zombies and i were playing this and it blew my mind at the time and then i play origins and there's the four wonder weapon the four stabs and you can not only get them but you can also upgrade them and mm -hmm. then you can put them into uh, yeah, and then it just, that whole thing just blew my mind at the time. You know, being a 9, 14-year-old kid, uh, I'm like, holy shit, there's, there's so much more to this now. And because of that, you know, Jason Blundell was so, or he, I would, I, I'm not going to say was, he still is loved by the zombies community. And then now he's left and making his own company, and he brought JC Backfire with him, which is such a great opportunity for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he left, he has done so much for the zombies community. Do you think him announce, uh, uh, Treyarch announcing that this is gonna be his last game. Do you think any of the? Do you think that had an effect with how the Black Ops Four Zombies mode ended? Because yeah, I, yeah. You know, like I said, totally. I, I didn't like how it ended, and it left. I, I want to hear your opinion on it. Yeah. Um. Honestly, during Black Ops 4's life cycle, you never heard anything from Jason Blundell. It was completely silent. And I remember there was a rumor saying he left the company, but then Activision pitched or Treyarch pitched, and they're like, oh, no, he's still here with us. And then, like, six months later, he's not with them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, yeah, I think definitely him leaving, and it might not just be him. There's probably, like, a bunch of unnamed people who don't work there anymore, and they have new people. I just think that uh, they just they can't come up with – what makes zombies zombies anymore and uh with black ops cold war they did a decent job at it but with vanguard zombies like what were they thinking i like like but it also doesn't help that activision is just not giving them enough time to work on zombies i mean really do they really expect treyarch to make zombies every single year yeah we know mm -hmm. everybody loves treyarch zombies but that was the cool thing about it it was basically a nice treat having every three years because they had so much time to work on it and give us good quality maps to 
play on. And now they're now they have to go from Black Ops Cold War to the next Call of Duty game and make Vanguard zombies, which obviously is like considered the worst zombies we've ever had in Call of Duty history. Oh yeah. I mean, like it, it, it's it's like it, it wasn't even the same team. Like if you were to tell me that Treyarch, the, the same Treyarch zombies team, made Black Ops Cold War and Vanguard zombies, I wouldn't believe you. Like it just doesn't make sense that they made this. So yeah, uh, I think. Uh, Jason Bledel did a really good job. I think he really saw the the correct vision that the zombies community liked about it, and they were always able to introduce new things while still maintaining the same feel for zombies, which is uh, one thing about Black Ops 3. They added gobble gum, and same with elixirs in Black Ops 4. Like those are relatively new things that they added to the gameplay element. And I know it kind of made the experience easier, which I didn't like, but it still felt like zombies. The thing about Gobblegum that I'll like, uh, I'll defend this to this day is that one thing was really cool about zombies and really iconic were the perks because they were like sodas that you would drink. But then, then they decided to make uh, like power ups that were made out of uh, uh, bubble gum. And then, so I just thought that was really cool of them adding that into the game. I thought it really fit with the theme well. Um, but yeah, having Jason leave. Uh, it was really unfortunate. I'm uh, really sad about that. But um, we are pretty much getting to the end of the podcast here. We have literally a minute left until it's an hour. Um, so really quickly, what we're going to do, we want to do the segment where we want to predict uh, NFL football games, like who's going to win. So um, NFL schedule. Okay. So. Uh, I forgot Green Bay in Chicago is playing right now. This is the second quarter, and Green Bay's up by four. We should, we should, yeah, we should also let everyone know this is this is uh, it's almost six thirty on a Sunday, so a lot of the games have already played. Well, hopefully in the future we're gonna figure out to do this in the middle of the week, just so we can at least do a prediction for every single game. But and especially since we're running low on time, we're only gonna do predictions for tonight's game, which is Green Bay versus uh, Chicago. And then we're going to do one for Monday night with uh, the L.A. Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. And us, uh, we are diehard Seattle Seahawks fans, so Mm -hmm. this has been a tough season for us. But luckily, they just got a win against Houston, which isn't really saying much because they only have two wins. Yeah, he was not a very good team. (laughs) A a win is a win. I'll gladly take it. Rashad Penny had over 100 yards, and it's it's the first time I've seen him really have a great game since 2019 because he gets hurt. So yeah, often, Tyler Lockett yeah, performed pretty good today as well. Yeah, he, he sure did. Oh, yeah, he got over, yeah for people. Play, so he got twenty eight points. Uh, he balled out today. And you know, Tyler Lockett, no matter how well he does, like people around know how good he is, but he is still criminally underrated. He is such a good receiver, not just on the field, but also off it. You know, he's a humble guy, and he's just a great all around dude. And I can't put into words how happy I was whenever we extended him long term or uh, this uh, past off season. Yeah, and it seems like Russell Wilson's starting to get back into cooking again. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he it seems like his throws were a lot better today. I, like, I like the past couple of games, I feel like he had some really bad throws. But it seems like mm-hmm. he, he's starting to – I know he had that finger issue or whatever, but like, I, it looks like he's starting to get back into the groove of things. And it, just overall, the team is as well. The defense, I think, could have played a little bit better today. But, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. So, I guess uh, – so, yeah, when it comes to these predictions, so you, you just want to do the game that's cur- currently going on right now and then the one to tomorrow the rams versus cardinals um, yeah yeah right. so currently yeah, yeah. so yeah we're, we're gonna do this before the games but okay so it's yeah it's second quarter with five minutes left uh green bay is beating the bears 14 to 10 and even regardless to the score i would have had green bay winning this game because it just seems like the bears are aaron Rodgers' bitch and it's been that way for years and you know, i feel bad for all the bears fans yeah but, you know it's just it's just how it is. You know, and yeah, I, I think Green Bay is going to win as well. But I would like to see the Bears win. But it, I, if I'm going to guess like the final score, like not exact terms, but I'm going to say Green Bay is going to win by three. That's I think uh, yeah. Bears are going to try and get a lead at the end, but they're not going to be able to pull it off. Uh, that's I, yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah, considering the score is 14 to 10, I'm just going to take a guess here and say the Bears are going to score at least 10 points. 10 more points? I'm, they're, they're just going to have 10 points just in general. I don't know how much the Packers are going to score. They're going to have at least 10 points. You heard it first. Uh, okay, here. yeah, at least 10 points, you guys. You heard it here first. Uh, but it looks like the Bears just got the ball back. Or, or maybe I'm confused. Uh, but anyway, so tomorrow is the Rams versus the Cardinals. Who do you think is going to win that game? You know, I can't stand either of the teams. You know, it's uh, Arizona is in first place in the NFC West. So, I mean, just for the sake of shaking up the – 
first and second place and whatnot, you know, it would definitely help the Rams. I, I wouldn't consider this a must-win game for Rams, but they've been a little shaky the past couple mm-hmm. weeks. They've been really consistent, you know, and, but overall, you know, I just, I just hate the Rams. It doesn't matter how <laughs> good or bad their record is. You know, I, you know, I don't like the Cardinals or the Niners either, but I just hate the Rams. You know, like I, I just, I just, I want the Rams to lose. My prediction is, uh, but even then I still think the Rams are going to win. I'm going to say uh, 24 to 20. 24-20, you have Rams winning, huh? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, they are, they're definitely in need of a win, so I'm sure they're really hungry to look for that to their next game. Uh, and, yeah, I've noticed they've been kind of shaky this past couple weeks too. So, But, uh, you know, that's a tough one. They are – these are divisional yeah, teams. are arguably the hottest team in the NFL. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to pick against them. It's more of a bold pick for me. But, I mean, you know, it's it's division games. They could really go anywhere. Okay. Uh, I'll play devil's advocate. I'll, I'll say Cardinals are going to win the game. And the final score, I'm going to say – is going to be hmm, uh, 33 to 26. Wow, high scoring game. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense, uh, but there could be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably a bit, that's probably a really bad prediction. But yeah, there you, you know, go. We'll see next week. We'll see next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll see next week. But of course, uh, yeah, we won't go over the predictions of these next week 15. Um, well, yeah, we'll just do it unless they're time. unless we're way off. <laughs> unless we're way off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So yeah, if you guys have stuck around to the end of this podcast, thank you and congratulations you. for listening to a bunch of BS. Uh, there's probably some things that were interesting in this. We definitely talked a lot. This is, I think an hour is a really good good way to end off. I mean, we're going a little over an hour now, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, uh, as you guys know, uh, like this is right for right now. These podcasts are going to be just uploaded to my youtube channel the spartacus 200 or maybe it's going to be a different name in the future i don't know i haven't really decided what i'm gonna do with that yet but um Yes. So yeah, that, this is pretty much it. Uh, this, we might, we might be able to pull one out every week or so. Uh, it just really depends and, you know, holidays are coming up, so uh, we might not have time to do that when that yeah. when it comes around that time, but we'll have to wait and see. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, do you have any ending remarks, Tristan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys stayed till the very end and, you know, our plan is we're definitely be more, uh, structured in the future. You know, this is our first time ever doing this. I, you know, Fisher, excuse me, Spartacus. We <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, yeah, he's been in the YouTube game now for eight or like eight or so years. So, I mean, he definitely has comfort when it comes to talking behind a mic, you know, and it's that kind of thing, especially because this is improvised in a way, especially this episode. Our plan is to definitely be more structured in the future whenever it comes to our titles. We came into this literally just saying we're going to talk about whatever we like talking about. And, you know, definitely, you know, give us any sort of feedback. You know, we're open to criticism. We want to know what we can improve on. You know, it's our first time, obviously. It's not perfect. And the more we do it, the better we're going to get. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Have anything to say in the comments? Let us have it. As long as you tell us how amazing and handsome we are. Yeah, of course. Don't forget to, to compliment us in the comment section. And I'll definitely reply to you. I always heart all my comments for the most part, uh, assuming they're positive and not completely negative. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for watching. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. There's always a link in the description for that as well. And we'll catch you on our next episode. See you next week.